music to Welcome to episode eight. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea what we're on. I think I think it's episode eight, possibly, of the MTPT Pod podcast. It's been probably by the time this drops, like well over a month since we've released, released? the first couple of podcasts. Yeah, it's how exciting! Funny. So, Danny, I think we have a new type of podcast that we're dropping with this episode. Can you tell us a little bit about what So How Do We Grow looks like? Yeah. I don't know yet. Great. I love those <laughs> kinds of sections. I feel like our intention with So How Do We Grow is having focused conversations on exactly what the title is, How Do We Grow as Music Therapists. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like, will look like a variety of ways. I feel like... Like today, specifically, we're talking a lot about transitioning um, and growing through those transitions because those are really prevalent in our lives right now. Right. Other times, it may look like just whatever listeners want to hear and how do we grow in a specific area. Like, how yeah. do we grow a literal music therapy program? Yeah. Or how do we grow in our relationships with our teammates, aside yeah. from music therapists, but like child life specialists or nurses or physical therapists or milieu therapists, like whoever, how yeah. do we grow relationship? I really hope this section can provide some context and shed some light on areas of growth that we've experienced in our careers and areas of growth that you guys tell us over time. Yeah, and I think for a lot of our themes, we left them relatively... Um, Open-ended? Yeah. So we can kind of interpret them as we will. And who knows? We'll probably change the themes over time. But these are just the – we had six main points that we were, like, going for it. Yeah, sometimes you just need a place to start. So yeah, here we begin. Yes, awesome. So I, as I mentioned, we're talking about transitions today. That looks like a lot of things as a music therapist, as a professional. As a person. As a person. <laughs> um and I think it happens in a lot more seasons than you'd expect. It's not just student to intern, intern to professional. It can be month to month. Yeah, or day to day. Day to day. Um, and we also opened up the question to our followers on Instagram and um, like wanted to hear what people wanted to hear about right. this. So... <laughs> um, so transitions what does that look like what does that look like i mean i feel like a transition is a point of change from one thing to another thing and like that's a multi-layered thing to say for a person because we're so dynamic and like just to paint a picture of transitions in my life i am a single female originally from tennessee who has moved a bit and now I'm in Jacksonville Florida I have entered a relationship since moving to Jacksonville I have started my career since moving to Jacksonville in medical music therapy specifically I um don't have like isolated from communities for a while because I was in COVID but now I have communities I'm just like thinking of all the dynamics that affect my transitions And I'm a person with a brain that sometimes doesn't like me very much. Mm. And so, like, mental health is another transition. So, just all these things that collide and create 
interactions that are in fact transitions and (laughs) it's like our whole podcast is like about this or something but like something people don't talk about and something that you don't quite expect Mm -hmm. I feel like you expect transitions from internship to being a professional Mm -hmm. you expect transitions from job to job right you expect it from part-time to full-time but maybe not in weird seasons of life like in your job yeah especially if like I've been at my job for two years now two two years now and I don't think there has been a consistent season for me like maybe like a week maybe a month but just the way that the program has looked and its growth has been an ever-changing thing it's wild what does that look like what do you mean what does that change look like um I mean thinking about it like objectively the change looks like adding music therapists the change looks like moving areas of the hospital so I started out covering a 175 bed hospital by myself working in all areas of the hospital and then I focused more in on hemonc and behavioral health and then I got a position in behavioral health and then I backed up and went to the PICU and the med floors and still some hemonc because there are a lot of kids dying and so that just was where a lot of my volume was for patient care and then I'm building or we're building a recording studio and that happened I got a new boss I didn't have a boss for my first few months I had a lovely interim boss who's like the big big dog at, at our hospital but I didn't have a boss for a while a lot of people in my program like the program I'm a part of it's child life program I'm a part of have come and gone it's just everything everything objectively has changed despite my internal growth internal change emotional influence of the things I'm seeing and the ways I'm growing as a therapist and a person and I even feel like all of those are big this the little little transitions that happen day to day is oh there's this patient in hemoc that's really that really needs a lot of attention and a lot of time oh the behavioral health unit this week is like needs a lot of a lot of attention so even like we oh, to- have a lot of meetings oh right my this gosh. day and don't have time to see all the kids I want yeah oh uh, my mental health is in a bad spot and I don't have the capacity to see all the kids I want oh kid died can't do anything but do this heartbeat literally all of my time has been sucked away into an abyss <laughs> yeah so it's just I feel like at least for now for us and what we've talked about it's like this transition and does not end right I don't know if it does uh, I like to think and say that it is an ebb and a flow because it ebbs and it flows because there's been moments in which I'm like, I'm finally through it. I have achieved post transition, at least for now. It might last a week. It might last close to a month. And then something else happens and things change dramatically. I think it's part of working in the medical field. I think a lot of it for me and us is working in a young program Mm. that's being rebooted and being grown so quickly. It's things can't stay the same because we're ever growing, which is a beautiful thing, but a challenging thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's so hard for Morgan and I being the like dreamers, achievers that we are, but also being pretty new post-grad in school. You have natural, yeah, you have have natural transitions. You have natural ebbs and flows. You start a semester. It takes a while to get into it. You get into the semester, and then it ends. And then you start anew. You know, you go Mm -hmm. on holiday, and then you start it, start anew. In the real world, not not even just the real world. I don't mean that. The professional world, 
Um, you don't have those like built-in breaks Mm-mm. necessarily. So then it's just like one long road. And I particularly struggle with that. And like, yeah. okay, I have to transition into the monotony that is life. And I, I think monotony can have a negative connotation. But like for me, I strive to have like steadiness. Yes. And just yeah. feeling like I'm not at a place of transition anymore. Yeah. So I feel that. I feel like it's just hard to learn how to be an adult. It's hard to learn how to live day to day, week to week, month to month. You know, in my interview for the job I have now, my um, interviewee asked, what gets you out of bed in the mornings? Like, what, like what's going to get you out of bed at this job? And, you know, then I was like, you know, it's the ki- it really is the kids and whatever. And, like, some days it is and some days it's not. Yeah. And we've talked about this. Like, how about you elaborate on um, kind of what we've talked about with, like, what gets you out of bed or, like, what keeps you going? Yeah. Before leaning into this, I really want to say that the things – that get us going are like the things that are like before you get up for internship the things you get up before school the things you do before work after work during work the same with internship like all of these things that are relevant in all areas um specifically though for young professionals and I say young being I would say the first five years of practice um I foresee or I have and have heard others go through this like period of feeling like it's all the same when everything changes so much and I almost feel like it's this like situational fatigue because things change so rapidly and you are adapting so much because as therapists we adapt so quickly and I think it becomes monotonous in a way honestly you adjust Mm. I don't really know how to describe it that's something I'm to be quite frank with you guys that's something I'm warring with right now is being in this season trying to adjust to my new normal while knowing that my new normal is going to change again next week probably um but going back to what Danielle's original question was the things that get me up and I think us and the things that we've talked about are the things that motivate us for me the most important thing becoming a music therapist working as I have is to has been to establish my why and it's not like my music therapy philosophy it's like literally my why and my why is to help people feel seen and known and loved and with professional boundaries, professional capacity, all of those things. But if I can live into one of those three things within a day, it doesn't matter if it's a coworker, it doesn't matter if it's a patient, it doesn't matter if it's a parent, it doesn't matter if it's a nurse. If I can help a person to feel seen or known or loved by someone or something, I just feel like I have accomplished in a way. Um, one tool that our boss has told me before that has really been impactful for me in the really, really crazy seasons is to pick five things. And literally, that means pick five things. So my thing, five things look like one kid that's a super high priority to me, literally charting to say that I saw that kid, checking an email or responding to emails, working on a specific project or doing something tangible, and then attending some meeting. Nothing crazy, like things that happen in my normal day. But she likes to say, if you can get done three out of five of those things, it's a successful day. If you can get done one out of those five things, it's a successful day. Um, but it's just, it can be hard. It can be hard to keep yourself motivated and going. But for me, settling in on my why and then looking at what I can do, check, 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 really helps me to get in the space and maintain my focus. I will say not everyone's a checklist person though. Um, it depends on the week if I'm a checklist person, but those are tools I've used. Yeah. I think I answered your question. Yeah. I rabbit like bunny hopped away a few times, but no, I think, no, I think that's great. You know, my question was like, 
what gets you out of bed like what keeps you going with the transitions and you kind of touched okay. on like my brain's like bled yeah <laughs> you, you uh touched on like we're kind of in this ever going season of transition always and it's hard to like get into a new, a new normal just to like know it's gonna change yeah I will say one thing that gets me out of bed that I didn't say that is completely unrelated to music therapy is so many things unrelated to my job like it's so important to have balance outside of your job to counteract the chaos the adaptability you have to do even your work schedule some of you are private practice people you're not in a children's hospital and your schedules are cray and I know it and you have to have those built-in things that kind of counteract the chaos that you see and that you support and you helped create order out of and so for me that looks like a morning walk every day Mm -hmm. that looks like sitting down and reading that looks like um petting my kitty like very purposefully in the morning and just being very purposeful about my balance time yeah you went exactly exactly where I was gonna go oh yeet um sorry (laughs) yeet I don't know why I say that um for me like literally so I have a calendar on my desk Mm -hmm. I'm like super calendar oriented she really is guys I love it like she put a calendar over just real quick sorry she put a calendar on one of our walls of so many months because we're a starting month calendar yeah, yeah yeah. i have a calendar and whenever i was setting up my calendar for october mm-hmm. and i looked at my work calendar and i worked at my life looked at my life calendar and there wasn't anything that got me excited i was really sad and i told morgan this morning i was like <laughs> dude like october is like gonna be really chill and she's like what do you mean I'm like okay well, for me it's gonna be really chill and i know meanwhile like i had it. like three hours of meetings today and i run our media center and it's it's halloween month so it's popping right yeah. now so for me what literally helps me through transitions what helps me like to not get so overwhelmed and stressed with work and life is i have to have things on the calendar so what i do is like this past weekend, we have friends in Orlando, and I was like, hey, guys, Texas A&M is playing Alabama this weekend. Are we going to get stomped? Most likely. Did we beat them <laughs> last year? Absolutely, freaking lutely yes, we did. Maybe it'll happen again. So maybe it'll happen again. about football, but yeah. go for it. Anyways, so I was like, okay, guys, y'all are going to come to the beach. You're going to bring your dog. We're going to watch this football game together. So for me, like, literally what helps me cope is, like, having things to look forward to. And I learned that real good real hard in internship because I got in a really big depressive state during internship yeah and the things my supervisor told me was like because my supervisor Jill has a phenomenal life like a phenomenal personal life like homegirl has so many friends she's doing stuff after work every night she does things on the weekends like her life is not her job and that's what I strive to be yeah (laughs) one day yeah so she really taught me like you have to have things like little things to look forward to like you said like yours are, are like your intentional daily things for someone who struggles with like the monotony I'm like okay this weekend we're gonna go to this movie this weekend like we're gonna have these people over so that really helps me kind of like look past the transition and look past like the day-to-day so I really want to I love where we're headed. I like this. I want to go in the direction. We had a question specifically with students ending their degree in master's or undergrad and heading into internship and then heading from internship into professional life. And I'm just curious if you can speak to, and I'll speak to, experiences 
in those very specific transitions of things that were successful for you, you just gave an example of having things in mm-hmm. your social life. Like you sound like an, no, 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 an extrovert. Let's be clear. An extrovert, but like different things that have supported you and your trans, your big transitions from yeah. student, intern, intern, professional. So I ended my undergrad career in November, like late November. It was like a COVID year so like school was really short for some reason so I ended in November and I started my internship like January 8th so I had like the month of December and wow that's nice yeah and so that's what I was gonna say like if you can swing it and I know this may not be like a tangible thing for a lot of people but if you can swing it try to have some time in between school and internship and I'm gonna be honest my intention was to be super productive, learn all these like medical terms, whatever. I was my internship was in a medical facility, but I didn't. I watched The Crown. <laughs> I watched TV shows. Like you recovered from your undergrad degree. Yeah, and COVID. Like <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot you were. In COVID. So I literally took the month of December to be with family, to be with my then long distance boyfriend, to do nothing. This may be a hot take, but. Even the friends who, like, reached out to me during that period and they're like, what did you do to prepare? I was like, nothing. (laughs) Because, honestly, in hindsight, once I got to internship, nothing I could have done in December would have, could have, should have prepared me. Internship is being thrown into the fire. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be real honest, in my experience, undergrad was nothing compared to with, to, compared to the boots on the ground experience I got an internship in a good way in a great way yeah like I learned so much in internship and Mm -hmm. you are going to learn so much in internship do not put pressure on yourself to overwork yourself in the small period that you have between school and internship especially if you have that yeah I think it's caring for yourself more if you can to give yourself even just a mental break if you still have to work in that period I worked I had I had a month I think as well but I, I worked and it was great I was able to save some money because you know yeah uh, internship and but I didn't do anything that was like mentally taxing to me and that was really really valuable for me because it created this space to take in more knowledge to be more flexible in internship whereas if I would have gone in mm-hmm. completely depleted I would have made it but I glean less when I'm exhausted Yeah, and another thing that comes to mind is if you have time between your undergrad and your internship or if you have any time in any transition, I suggest learning how to use that downtime or not like use it, but like learn how to capitalize on downtime and learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. If you can like test out hobbies, test out like different things that fill you up, learn those things about yourself like that is going to help you so much in internship whenever you are being depleted Mm -hmm. because then you've tested and tried and they're true like the things that work for you to take care of yourself yeah you know how to help yourself when you're not doing great yeah and as someone like me being me like this past weekend we didn't have any plans and it was terrible I had like an anxiety (laughs) attack on Saturday because I was sitting around all day and my husband was like find a hobby I was like, how dare you suggest that? That's hilarious. And now I'm like, oh, I should find a hobby. LOL. (laughs) It's funny because I, as a person who have like, I have a lot going on in my life, which is a good thing. I I like it that way. I, whenever I'm not doing that, I always find more stuff to put in my life. Danielle's pointing at herself just so everyone knows. Um, But my 
life is pretty full and so for me knowing that I have absolutely nothing expected of me over the weekend gives me breath to breathe and then I'll fill it with plans but I'll breathe in the moment that I'm like I don't have anything I have to do and that is a blessing and so I'll just like lean into that yeah so student to intern transition if you have that time take it Mm -hmm. be with your friends be with your family because I I mean most likely you're going to go into internship and then you're going to go into the workforce and then you never have that time again. So if you do not have that time, try to create some space for yourself to rest, prepping to know that your brain is about to explode in a good way. Your mind will be blown in a good way. Absolutely. But it's a lot. Yeah. And take time to reflect on like undergrad and there's a little bit of a shock that goes to your system whenever you do finish undergrad because it is such a ginormous transition and like this huge thing that you have accomplished so I feel like your body takes some time to regulate again like it's kind of like this shock to your system that you have to relearn and like process through and I feel like I personally even though I had that month between undergrad and internship I did not have like the headspace to like process undergrad because it was like really freaking crazy I don't think anybody does maybe they do I didn't but yeah so maybe just try to intentionally like leaving undergrad entering internship just kind of swallow that pill that you just did that (laughs) it's funny I literally my intention was to prepare for internship you know get ready kind of like you and when I actually entered internship it was like shutting a door on because I moved for internship um to Pittsburgh I like shut a door on Tennessee and I was like okay bye undergrad you stay over there and I just like full full fledged went into internship dove in and loved every second of it but I like on my way over I was like I might be in Pittsburgh for six months, but for those six months, I will be fully invested in where I am and the things that I'm learning and the people that I see. And I decided I would be fully invested in Pittsburgh and the people I met and the things I was learning. And I wouldn't give my mind to all of the things that left my undergrad. My undergrad ended dramatically. I've told you guys this before. But I was like shutting the door. I am fully where I am. And that was such a powerful thing for me to do. I found community quickly. I lived my best life. I just love that community all over. It's so great. And it was it was really good for me. But that is the only transition I can think of in my life where I literally consciously was like, I am shutting that door and I'm opening this one and I'm walking through it and I'm going to be fully present. Well, like we've said, like the transitions that happen now are not that crystal clear. They're it's not like, clean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so I think like there's something about the like undergrad to internship, internship to professional transitions that like you can see they're clear, you know, they're coming. And then like versus the transitions of like, ooh, this like shift happened in my person and like I'm 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just that. Okay, let's talk about the um, intern to professional transition. Okay. So this one can be tough for a lot of reasons. What did it look like for you? So coming out of internship, I really wanted to stay in Pittsburgh. I could not find a job in Pittsburgh. So I moved back to Tennessee and I found a job at a lovely school that I, it's a great school. And I started working and I felt so unsure of myself all of the time. I was like, in internship, I felt so confident. What's happening? And I worked at a school with, I was the only certified music therapist, board certified music therapist. And there was like a music teacher and just a variety of individuals that were very knowledgeable. It was a school for children with autism that was like reformed ABA. If you know what I'm talking about, you do. If you don't, it's okay. And I learned so much from them. 
but it was just so radically different than what I had come from. I just remember walking in every day and being like, I have no idea what today is going to look like, but Mm. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And sometimes that was really exhausting and sometimes it was really helpful. Um, It helped me continue to build my skills in adaptability and my openness to learn. I don't think I necessarily became prideful out of internship, but I think I had this internal assurance that I was going to have a little bit more figured out when I started my job than I did. And then I started my job and I was like, oh no. You know the sentiment that's like in your undergrad, you think you know everything and your uh-huh. master's, you know a little less and your doctorate, you realize you know nothing. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's like- It is, it is. You leave undergrad, oh, I know everything. You leave internship being like, okay, I kind of know things. I feel like I can maybe do this. Yeah. And then you get into your job and you're like, the world is on fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The transition from internship to that job and that job to this job, I feel like for me was a long transition. Because my identities as a therapist looked very different in that school where I was like started as more of like a para, like a support sport teacher. And then I would do therapy groups on the side and then I became a music therapist for them full time. And then I moved to this job. Like so I watched my identity develop as my job developed and then I moved and then I reestablished my identity. But for me, the biggest thing that happened was leaning into establishing my identity as a therapist, like what that actually looks like as a music therapist. And I don't mean that to say that I am only a music therapist, but like I thought I knew who I was as a music therapist until I was by myself. And then I was like, oh no, I have to re-carve out these lines and really figure out what it looks like to be Morgan, the board certified music therapist. Absolutely. Because an internship, like hopefully by the end you're doing the thing, but you're not like doing the thing alone yet. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, you still have somebody to go back to. Absolutely. Yeah, that so so did you know you were gonna go back to the school whenever you finished internship? Um when I didn't find a job, I knew that that was an opportunity that would be available to me. Okay. Yeah. Um whenever I finished internship, I had the job lined up at Destiny Studio. I finished internship on a Friday, I started the job on a Monday. I think I had I, – I finished my internship in the holiday season and started, like, right after New Year's. So okay. I had a yeah. little bit of time. I had the weekend. Um, and then I jumped into a job in where I, in which I was uh, building a program and taking on 40 students and studio manager. So it was wild. Um, so that transition for me felt really good in the moment and felt really good for the fall. And then the holidays happened. <laughs> and I slowed down. And I had a couple weeks off. Yeah. And I looked at my life and I have this like vivid memory of we went to Broken Bow, Oklahoma, like our whole family did for Christmas mm-hmm. this past year. And we stayed at this like cabin and there's a hot tub. I remember being in the hot tub with Tyler, my husband and my uncle <laughs> and just being like, huh, I feel weird. I don't know if I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. And then it snowballed like crazy from there. So for me, it was like not this like sudden transition of like internship job. It was like kind of this like rainbow transition. Like you're saying, like this long thing where it was like, okay, like, all right, I'm here. And like the adrenaline is still here. The adrenaline is still here. I did a Christmas showcase. I moved. I lost power. It was crazy. Like, and then I stopped and I was like, oh, that's like when the transition hit me. And now as I transitioned from Destiny Studio to this job, it's looked a lot different. It feels a lot different. I'm not quite sure what to make of it yet because I've only been here, I've been here four and a half months actually. That's crazy. Which is crazy. 
half of the time I was at Destiny Studio. That's crazy. Ah! Anyways, so... <laughs> she just realized. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, how this transition really looks yet. Like, how yeah. I, I think it looks yet. I think in the reflection of what you're saying, kind of what I'm saying, the biggest thing is in my opinion, to be in the moment as you're doing it and accept that it's going to come around probably later and that's okay. Yeah. Like you're going to do the things, you're going to be figuring it out. You're going to have to be present in the moment because all of the things are going to take your energy and your attention, but there's probably going to be a moment where it comes and you have to settle up with the transition and that's okay. It can be overwhelming. It will be overwhelming sometimes from student to intern, from intern to professional. I think the difference is you have um, someone older than you to support you when you're becoming an intern and you don't always have someone older than you supporting you in person as a professional, but you can lean on your people. You can lean on the people from your class or you can lean on your internship supervisor or you can lean on our podcast, Um, but you have people use them and just accept that it's probably going to be a long one. As my best friend says, it's a slow burn. Um... But it's a, I mean, it's a worthy burn. Yeah. I think um, my biggest piece of advice is you know you best. Mm -hmm. What I kind of went through was like I was looking for external validation everywhere I could find it, whether it was like a boss, family members, my husband, like friends, whatever. But deep down, I knew the right move whenever it came down to it. Yeah. So if you are like, looking for a job and internship and you are about to make that transition like listen to your gut and whenever you're in the transition and you come to the realization that ooh, maybe i'm not okay listen to yourself and as a music therapist do what you tell your clients i have like i feel like i have so many friends who are music therapists who are so anxious like we just we're all so anxious. anxious energy and so they're like oh my gosh danielle blah 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 i'm like well what would you you're a music therapist. What would you tell your clients? Oh, this. Okay. Listen to yourself. Jeez. Like, just try it on. Yeah. Just like be in, like, trust your intuition. Trust your gut. Yeah. You know, today, this morning, Morgan was expressing some stuff to me and I just looked at her and I said, it's funny. <laughs> We're recording a podcast tonight about transitions and you know what you're going through? A transition. Yeah. It's funny how I think because of the structure and the way things have been in school and out of school and internship and I've been a professional for a while now but um it's interesting to me that they don't end and I like knew that I knew that but the transitions really don't end they just become more complex I think that's why it's so important that you honor yourself in the moment and you do trust your gut because you're teaching yourself at your baby transitions how you're going to take on bigger and bigger transitions as you grow older in life I am still very young. I recognize that. That might not be fully true. I think it's probably going to be true. One thing that's been really valuable for me in my transitions and um, being able to manage them is A, acknowledging them, and B, it's giving myself space to grieve them. Um, I have this like, it's literally a grief journal, and I write things that I've lost in them, and there are people in there, and there are things in there, Um, but there are also like identities in there, and change in general because some of the hardest part of transition is accepting that something else has passed that the past has passed and you are now in a new place and for me giving myself space to write it down or to talk about it and to truly grieve it like helps me to let it go and live into the moment that I'm in 
but I mean, it's hard. It's, it's a doable hard, but it's, it's a hard part of being an adult professional. Yeah. And something we haven't even touched on is like, you have transitions like professional or, you know, like intern to professional, but something that we've had to deal with is like literal location transitions something that i haven't really even given a lot of credit to i feel like coming into like this big move i moved from texas to florida it was a 17 hour drive it was terrible um i didn't really even give myself the grace in the space because i was like oh well that i have tyler i have joy like i'll be fine no like i did grieve the accessibility to my family yeah the accessibility to my closest friends who know my heart and i never have to really explain anything to them yeah um also, though, like, there's, like, so much excitement in a new place, whatever. I feel like it's just being able to hold both at the same time. The grief, but also the excitement. It's a lot. Transitions are really hard. And the word that keeps coming to mind for me as we talk about this is seasons, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. you see seasons as, like, fall, summer, spring, winter. And, like, I love that. Maybe I'll hold that. But also, like, Seasons can be small. Seasons can be long. Seasons can um, make you think that you're done with them, and then you turn around and you're still in the season. You're like, oh, what? That's the worst. I thought I was done with this. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. Let me seasons. Ca- oh, go ahead. What? Sorry, no, continue. Seasons are a big thing that a big word that I use to describe this impermanence, this change that we experience in transition with people that are new in music therapy, with people that have been in music therapy, and with clients that I work with. Um, I think seasons are probably the easiest, most tangible way for someone young or older to understand what we mean by transition, what we mean by change, what we mean by impermanence, that things come and they go and they change over time. And so I'm just curious, Danielle, for you, when looking at seasons um, as a music therapist or with clients, have you ever had any sessions that you've done or any success working in like the symbolism that a season holds? Mm. What comes to mind, I have this client in private practice who would celebrate um, being, quote, clean. So, like, she would go season – or she would go, you know, one month, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, however many days um, without self-harming. And so that's, like, what I think of whenever I think of, like, literally watching a client go through seasons and, like, overcome something that was such – a massive part of their life yeah for so long yeah have you ever done like a timeline session no so something I've done with seasons before is like basically like a timeline you would do in school like a history timeline and I give them I can't remember what it's called but it's a line two horizontal two two vertical lines and a horizontal line in the middle scale you you know yeah yeah and I'll have them draw lines at big moments in their lives Mm. and try to if it feels right for them to label their seasons and often if if we we don't go straight into that often we'll have I'll have them pick songs that were important to them in different areas Mm. of their lives so when they were little what was the song that they sang in the car with their parents or that they would dance to or they could dance to right now or crazy how every single song for me is Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift how did I know that how did I just like boom (laughs) I have that knowledge in my brain um, but yeah, I'll have them select songs that connect to each season and like can validate the seasons. And if we want, we can dive into this, the songs and we can talk about how they empower them in that season or what function they held. And then truly it ends in this point of like, how can music support me in the place that I am now? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like this very tangible picture for people, again, young and old, of 
the different times that they've had in their lives, big and small, and then kind of how music helps them through it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Just a fun idea. I mean, I've honestly, I've done that for myself, for funsies. It's in my grief journal. Um, Just looking at my timeline. I didn't map it with music. I just like, sometimes I am hard on myself, as I think we all are. And to look at a like a picture of a scale of things that I've gone I've gone through or like a plate of things that are I literally have on my plate right now I can validate my feelings more and be like okay Morgan look at this you no wonder you feel overwhelmed or no wonder you feel um insecure in some things like you have a lot going on your your body and mind are trying to tell you something and so that's a tool I even use for myself yeah I love that yeah so I think the biggest takeaways I feel like we've kind of gone everywhere every which way today we have but the biggest things for transitions, I would say, are – we obviously don't have them figured out. So if you do, let us let a girl know. <laughs> but the biggest things for us, I think, is just having grace, being self-aware, living in the moment. What else? Grace, self-aware, living in the moment. I mean, I think, I think those are big takeaways – I think yeah. those are takeaways that you're going to hear from a lot of our podcast episodes oh. and yet they're very valuable um by giving ourselves grace and an opportunity to experience life at its fullest we allow ourselves to grow yeah and that's really what we're here for that's why we're doing this today yeah. and you know the I was just looking at the Instagram the questions were like post-internship post-grad like what are like what do you do about those transitions and I think grace I think whatever whatever I said earlier mm-hmm. like I think, too, if you're a person that's in that post-new job slump, find your why and honor it. If your why is something about the kid, find the kid that brings you joy and honor it. If your why is something completely unrelated, that's okay. Find your why and honor it. And if you get to a point in your job that you're like, I don't feel like I'm getting to live into this why, and that's truly the reason that you're doing what you're doing, maybe reassess what you're doing. There's no shame in changing your situation. Yeah, I think reassess and something I told Morgan today is if you can, like if this is where you're at, give it time Mm -hmm. and honor like your experiences. Make sure it's not just like the, oh my gosh, my life has been this, this, this so far. And now it's like chill. And does that mean I'm unhappy? Make sure you assess that before you make a big jump. Yeah, definitely give yourself some time. I say all the things I said that it took me two years to establish well three uh, in three years three years to establish yeah. um I want to specifically shout out Reese and Eva and Sarah for giving us some ideas for this pod we love it when you guys tell us um answer our questions and tell us things that you specifically want to know about it helps us to know kind of where to go in these conversations and truly we're here for you yeah we a lot of the times we come into these conversations and I just hit record and then we go and your guys's input has a lot of impact on the direction literally all the impact we literally talked about all the questions yeah literally so, shout out to you guys thank you um that's all i have i don't know about you i think i'm good okay well happy day that it is whenever you hear this and we'll see you later adios